no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we recap the Bears' Week 5 loss against the Vikings and much, much more. A-Dub, they tried to make it interesting, bro, but another week, another loss. Yeah, man, that's a good word to use, interesting, because they did make it interesting. At one point, they had to leave, had to come back, and, you know, and the rest is history. Couldn't maintain it. No, nah, man, just... Another tale of two halves, man. I mean, we, we we continue to see this shit with this team, bro. It's it's crazy, right? So, like, the first half, we were all just sitting here like, what the fuck? Then yep. go into halftime, make some adjustments. The second half, but like a total different team. And we're going to get into that. But going into this matchup, A-Dub, you and I both thought the Bears were going to lose. They actually made it a lot closer than what we both said. I mean, I basically had us losing 27 to 16. You kind of had it 28-20, so a little closer. But we kind of maybe didn't think going into this matchup that we would be into the game. I mean, honestly, A-Dub, I didn't think that we would be in a position to win this game, in which we were, you know, except for that fumble. Uh, <laughs> Marset, man. Oh, tough play. And, and, and you know what, A-Dub, I get it, man. He's trying to make a play out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard. You, you, you don't want to fault the guy, but just go out of bounds, man. Just go out of bounds. Damn. That the hero ball always come back to bite a little bit, but you don't know, it get you out of bounds, bro. Make it simple, make it easy. We live for another play. That's right, that's right. But some of our keys to victory, and I want to kind of recap those with you, obviously, but then also just for our audience to remember, just in case they didn't listen to our recap episode, because we did get that out a little later in the week. We we apologize, but hey, that was on me, audience. You know, your boy was overseas. What, what can we do? We we did our best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We did our best, but. One of the things that we talked about with the audience, A-Dub, was Luke Getty need to be more aggressive with the play calling. How do you think he did there in the game yesterday? I thought he did good. You asked me, what's fair, Perez? Because I did see some aggressiveness that went on. I mean, what really made me believe that we we're actually on a roll with that is seeing Justin Fields on that fourth down. Even though it was a scramble play, but the fact that we actually went forward lets us know that we're going to try to be a little bit more aggressive. And then also just seeing Justin Fields throw the football. It's like we're looking to try to get the field, get the ball down the field a lot better. Yeah, I, I would say for me personally, I think it's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I still think, you know, and we're going to get into the, the, the more minutiae of it a little later in the show. But just the quick Cliff Notes version of it, audience, I thought Lou Getty's getting in that ballpark of what I want to see but still not there yet. But I will say right. to the point where you were going A-Dub, I thought this was Justin Fields. To me, I thought this is one of his best games of the season, you know? And so from my standpoint, I think some of that could be a credit to Lugetti. But then the second key I had is that we needed to see Justin Fields being more intentional, more decisive. And I really thought that we saw that from Justin. He trusted his eyes out there, man. If he saw something, he didn't hesitate. He, If, if it was a run, he was just going to fucking put the, tuck the ball away, let's go. If he was going to fucking go through his one read, two read, boom, throw it out, he was making that read. He was being decisive. So I liked what I saw from Justin, at least in that standpoint, A-Dub. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Perez. He definitely was decisive. And the thing is, he made his moves when he felt the pressure. That was something we haven't seen much of him in the past. And um, I thought that this is a, a step in the right direction of showing growth that, hey, this depth pressure's coming. Get the hell up out of Dodge. Exactly, exactly. And then the last key, A-Dub, was just, remember how we talked about the interior of the offensive line. We don't get into Sam Mustafer. Trust me, audience. We are not going <laughs> to let this man off the hook. But we talked about... Sam Mustafer, Lucas Patrick, and just that interior of the line holding up against that Vikings defensive front. How do you think that interior of the line did in the game yesterday? I thought they did okay at times. There were some breakdowns, as you saw at, 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 with Sam Mustafer, but I did thought overall they've done a fair job in this game. Yeah, I, I would say our audience, this low-hanging fruit would be for us to just pick on Sam Mustafer. But I would say, honestly, that Vikings defensive front I don't think that they harassed Justin as much as I thought they were in this ball game. I thought Justin had the ability to climb up in the pocket. I thought yep. he didn't have that pressure coming into his face like he did against the Giants. So I thought the interior of that offensive line, I thought they were okay. I thought they were yeah. okay. Absolutely, man, because there are times where Justin Fields did have some time to make right. some throws. Right, exactly. So, yeah, man, I don't know. But I would just say, man, A-Dub, talking about this Vikings game, this is not a second straight game that we have as, the, as, as a Bears fan, as Bears Nation, with a fumble costing us a potential chance at a victory. And like I said, man, I don't want to pick on the, on the guy too much, but like you said, A-Dub, hero ball doesn't get the job done. Hero ball doesn't win. And I feel that a play like that is demoralizing to that team. The team has some really good momentum going A-Dub in that second half of the ball game. I mean, listen, first half, you down 21-3, most fans, when I was looking at what they were saying on Twitter, they was already ready to kind of throw in the bag. Right. But you see the team, they came back and was like, fuck what y'all talking about. <laughs> we coming back <laughs> in this game. And But you got to credit not only that coaching staff, but those players for having that pride for not quitting and not getting and, – and not, you know – because, listen, man, Justin Jefferson, bro, in that first half, he was eating. It, it, it looked real bad out there, you know. And, but the thing is, they didn't quit. You saw some guys out there that started getting a little gritty. You saw Kendall yeah. Vildor starting to get physical with Justin Jefferson, right? And I was like, yeah, man, don't get, don't, don't let this guy, like, Justin, Justin Jefferson, A-Dub, to me, was like that bully in high school. And after a while, Kendall Vildor was like, no, I got to fight back. I'm tired of this dude punking me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's what you true. saw from the, this team in the second half, A-Dub. They fought back. Yeah, and I got to give him a lot of credit for that because they was like, look, we're not going to get embarrassed. Right now, like you said, Perez, the score is what it is at this point, 21-3. We got to get back in this thing. And that's when you start to see the defense start to step up, offense start to step up. But definitely on that defensive side, I got to give a guy like a Bill do a lot of credit because he got tired of the shit show going on. It's like, look, Jefferson, all right, man, enough is enough. It's time mm -hmm. to slow this stuff down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, dude, that read that he made on that pick that he had, I was like, that was momentum-changing play right there. That's what we need to see out of that secondary. So I was very happy with that type of effort. Now, you know, A-Dub, that I'm not one for moral victories. No, you're you not. Know, you know how I operate. <laughs> but I will tell you this. Audience, don't, don't get after you, your boy too much. To me, I felt like this loss felt like more of like a win than we beat the Texans in week three. When we won that game against, against Lovey and the Texans, to me, I was kind of walking away from that game feeling like, Man, this game against the Vikings, A-Dub, I feel like this is a game where you can walk away from it and say, dude, this team learned something about itself in this ballgame. 
Now, we didn't get the dub, but I feel like Justin and that offense learned something about themselves. That defense, even though that defense still, man, they got, they got a lot of work to do. The veterans on that defense ain't dub. Bro, I'm going to start putting some of them cats on the milk carton. You talked about Robert Quinn in our preview show. He's still in that milk carton. Yeah, he's still in that milk carton, man. And uh, Robert Quinn got to be better than this. I mean, I saw him get back there with probably apply pressure probably once in that game, Chris. But I'm like, come on, man. We need more effort than that. So he definitely got to step his game up as a vet on this team and pretty much take full control. But, yeah, man, that defense on that side of the ball definitely got to be better. Yeah, because I'll say this, man, that, that first half of that ball game, obviously the Vikings had a game plan, and it was to go after Jefferson. And we talked about it in the preview pod. We were like, look, with no Jalen Johnson, what do you think the Vikings are going to do? And they did it, yep. right? And they were forcing the Bears to stop that shit. And my thing is this. Adam Thielen was over there on the other side. Like, man, I'm probably not even going to get any targets because all they're going to do is keep throwing it over to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Definitely. And the Vikings was feeling themselves, ain't dumb. When Justin Jefferson's over there throwing passes to Dalvin Cook, I'm like, okay, we need to have some pride now. These dudes out here throwing trick plays and shit against us now. This ain't no damn high school shit now. Take us seriously. We're in the NFL team. That pissed me yeah. off. It pissed it me pissed, off. Pissed me off, too. It's like, okay, now they're trying to embarrass us now. Like, yeah, look, now they're right, trying now. to clown us, right? They <laughs> exactly. So it's time to shut these dudes up now, man. They're doing a little bit too much. I mean... They, I mean, we weren't getting any pressure on them the first three of their possessions. They got their first three possessions. They just went down and just scored, marched down, and did whatever they wanted to do, Perez. Run it, pass it, whatever. And then add a trick plate to it as well? Come on, now. This is getting disrespectful. Now, we got to step up and put an end to all this. Well, I mean, I mean, they, they broke franchise records against us in that first half. Kirk Cousins <laughs> out there. I'm like, he, they, what they say, he had the most consecutive completions or something like that in Vikings history? That dude was 17 for 17, Perez. That shit was ridiculous. And I think Justin Jefferson had one, too, for most catches and yards in the first half of the game. I'm like, Jesus. And when you got a guy like Randy Moss that's in the history of a Vikings receiver, and you, you out here breaking the type of records against us, man, <laughs> man, where's that pride at? But we saw it. We saw that second half, though. We saw a different team. And this is like what we've seen in the past. Last year, we saw this when we kept talking about the tail of two halves. And I would just, man, I just can't wait till we can have this Bears team put it all together, A-Double. We can see a collective, this effort on both sides of the football, first half, second, second half, merge that shit in. And let's go play a complete game out there, bro. I like where you're going with that. You talk about playing a complete game because we start to see some of our damage, a lot of our damage being done really in the second half. We're like, what are we going to do in the first half? Let's get off to some better starts. We may even start, I mean, we got off to a decent start against Green Bay that we let up, but the thing is, overall, we got to play a complete game. I mean, the first half's really been our demise, really, because we really struggle a lot. Well, but the one thing, too, and we talked about this in some of our previous shows, A-Dub, but at least this coaching staff, at least they do make the adjustments. Right. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, because yep. they came out in that second half, offense, defense, like I said, whole different ball club, whole different team. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. we held them without a touchdown until the final minutes of the ball game. That's on correct. Defense. Yep, that is definitely for sure. But you had to make a good point with Allen Williams and what he's done in this coaching with his um team. He does do a great job at hey making those adjustments. Because I tell you, man, Jefferson didn't, didn't go crazy in that second half at all. He did most of his damage in that first half, and he, he slowed down for sure. So you got to give Williams some credit for making those type of adjustments. And speaking to Allen Williams' defense. 
this is something about this defense that I don't think a lot of our audience may not even be familiar with. But they do not allow a lot of touchdowns, especially in the second half of ball games. The, when the Vikings scored that touchdown in the final minutes of the game, that was the first touchdown that the Bears' defenses allow all season. So I think that that defense, while people are running the ball on us at, at will, which I don't like, <laughs> you know, at least we're keeping people out of the end zone, at least especially in that second half, a much in the second half. We don't give up much in the second half. And that's the thing you like with that consistency there. So if they continue to make those efforts in the second half like that, Perez, I think they'll be fine down the road. Because I would just say, man, when you when you get off to a rough start like we did in the first half, you put yourself in a hole. We don't yeah. have the type of offense that's going to be really good week in and week out to get out of a 21-3 deficit. You know what I mean? The fact that they did, I was very – I was pleasantly surprised. You know what I mean? But again – we don't want to be putting our offense in that type of situation. In that first half, as we mentioned, the defense had no answers for Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and fucking Justin Jefferson. It was just ridiculous out there, bro. It was ridiculous. I mean, everything they were doing, it looked like it was easy. We, we let them have all types of rhythm. We weren't getting physical with those receivers. And you know, we talked about this in the past with Dalvin Cook. He has not necessarily had good games rushing against the Bears. When we had Hakeem Hicks and, and Eddie Goldman here in the past, they shut that shit down. I bet Dalvin Cook, when he saw that defensive front for the Bears, he was he's like, give me this fucking rock. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, hey, coach, do not abandon me. Let me go ahead and eat. This team has struggled. Like you've already said already, Press. We're stopping the run. This should be a good time for me to get some good yards in. But I would say, man, I, and I tell our artists this all the time. Say what you will about this team. Say what you will about Matt Eberflus. Hey, the guy is conservative. I brought it up on the show. But I tell you, man, he showed that this is a ball club that is a second-half team. If he could get this team to match that effort uh, that they put forward in the second half of games and get them to start coming out of the fucking tunnel to begin the game that way, right? Hey, we're going to see some more wins. But this is a developmental season, and I think this is the thing that a lot of our fan base isn't understanding. For me right now, I want to see – incremental improvement on offense and defense. And this game right here, I thought goes a long way of showing us what we're working with, bro. Yeah, it did, Press. It definitely shows some incremental improvements when it comes down to, you know, the offense. We did see some progress there. But then also on the defensive side, we're like, hey, guess what? Like you mentioned already, this team can battle back. And then they get they catch some momentum, Press. They can do some things. They can get some three and outs. They can make some things that they can create some turnovers. So you do see with this defense that, hey, it's a work in progress. But guess what? They don't quit at all that you mentioned earlier. So as long as they continue to fight and battle like that, Perez, that means Iberflus is moving his team in the right direction. Yeah, I just think they just got a couple things to clean up. Mostly A-Dub is just the turnovers, man. I mean, think about it. Back-to-back -back weeks, we got costly fumbles that are yeah. costing us a chance to victory. Got to clean that shit up. You know, got to come out there with the proper type of mindset, man. You got to come out ready to take it to the opponent and not let them just punch you in the mouth. Because the right. Vikings really just punched us in the mouth. We were on the ropes. <laughs> yeah, we were, man. They came out ready to play. And I'm like, hey, Bears defense, where you at now? Hey, mm -hmm. it's just too much happening right here, you know. But you hit a good point. This team got to come out, man, prepared. I'm not sure what's going on, what they had for breakfast or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, it's slowing them down to the second half. So you need to come out and just be ready to play, man, fired up. The, the, the vets on this team. Definitely got to be, to me, the, the leads of this team, you know. I know we do not talk very highly of Eddie Jackson, but on that line, that D-line, man, they got to apply a lot more pressure than what they're doing early on, Chris. And in addition to that, Roquan Smith, 
you know, I got to see more from him. You know what I mean? That Texas yep. game, he went crazy out there. He did. But Roquan, come on, man. Where you at? <laughs> you want to get paid, bro. Hey, you got to be consistent. You got to show. You got to make those impact plays that Fresh that you talked about a couple episodes ago. That's what Roquan got to do a better job at, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make those winning plays. You gotta make those game changing plays. And to your point with Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson had another damn good ball game. He continues to keep stacking great performances. Every time you heard a defender's name being because Eddie Jackson makes the tackle, Eddie Jackson makes the tackle, Eddie Jackson, he was everywhere on the field yesterday. He was. And it felt like he was just trying to help out everybody on the field. Like, look, That's I know he was <laughs> exactly this season. And I just hope it again that it continues at that five straight weeks. Hey, keep it going, bro. Yeah, but okay. I'm just gonna have to just get to the elephant in the room. We gotta talk about this offense, hey, dude. We just gotta <laughs> talk about it. So we talked about one of our keys being the pressure not getting in Justin's face as far as from the answer line of the Vikings front. And I thought, okay, Justin Fields, just in in general, I thought we got really improved production out of him. And I think a big part of that was the fact that he had good pass protection or at least improved protection because Justin Fields, hey, he was throwing the ball with confidence out there, A-Dub. And listen, he completed over 70% of his passes. When's the last time we heard Justin Fields with that type of accuracy out there from a completion standpoint? Yep, he did complete that uh, that nice percentage there. Could have been better. He had some drop passes out there. Wasn't on him from my standpoint. But anyhow, he did come out there and made some good, very accurate throws that we talked about. And you like seeing that from Justin Fields to show that kind of progression where he's actually being a little bit accurate on those short throws. So that's what you like to see. He was definitely on the money on those long throws, those deep balls. He made some things happen there. But you really saw a very comfortable, commanding Justin Fields. Yeah, he had a passing touchdown. I mean, the, the previous three games, he had to have one of those. And, like, and, and another thing, too, he had a passer rate over 100. So Justin Fields yep. is trending in the right direction. David Montgomery returned. So you had him back there in the lineup, A-Dub. And listen, I always love seeing Monty back there. Man, he missed two games. Any chance we can get 32 back, I'm all, I'm always going to be for it. Now, I would say he had less than two yards per carry. But just the threat of him being back there in that in that backfield. We missed him. It really showed, Perez, because you're right. He wasn't as impactful as we wanted to be in the run game. Because, of course, they want to stop him. We know that already. They know how dangerous guy can be. But I'll tell you, man, the passing game, he was impactful in that. You saw him on the screen play when he got it, Perez. You saw him on trying to extend some of those drives that um, that, um, that you saw um, when it came down to um, in the third quarter. You saw him making some catches there. It's like, yeah, just, I mean, even though he didn't do a lot of running, like we wanted to, he still made some plays that you say, you know what, that extended drives. Yeah, and also, too, to the point you were making about the production, he helped in other ways, right? He he was yep. helping in the, in, the, um, in, the, in the receiving game, right? And so, you know, he had four catches there, 62 yards. So that just goes to show you still that he was still giving you some production, even though the Vikings were shutting him down in the run game. But at the end of the day, man, we didn't get that dub. Like I said, we were in contention. We had a chance, bro. We were right there. Striking distance is just one of those things where, you know, one of these weeks, man, it's just going to all click for us. You know what I mean? This one right here was just a very roller coaster game. But, like, my point about the offense, though, is that it's finally starting to look competent, A-Dub. You know what I mean? They only yeah. punted the ball twice. And they came down to score, like, what? 16 or something straight points press. So it just shows you right. This offense was starting to cook a little bit. And this is what we want to see them continue to do. 
make progress and take this game as a learning, you know, up into the next game to say, hey, we learn a lot about ourselves. Like you said, for what we can do, these guys showed it. Fields made some good throws. The passing game is starting to come alive. You're starting to see Money Moon and, and Fields play well together. That's what you want to see. see those guys hook up on some big plays. Yeah, because now you're starting to see that passing game taking more chances. That's yep. what I wanted to see from Lugetsi. I'm like, just let's go. What, what, what You got a quarterback that's got a deep ball accuracy that everybody talked about from the draft. You got a deep target at Darnell Mooney. Why not take shots down the field? Y'all all saw what Mooney did. That was a fucking Odell Beckham-like catch. I can only imagine those sounds that was coming out of A-Dub's house when he made that catch. The sound was, hey, that lock is off of it. We just got to walk through the door, baby. We getting close, Brad. We getting close, man. So we big get, day. Okay, okay. Big day. Getting, I'm telling we, you, man, we getting, we getting close. closer. We getting closer. <laughs> yes, we are, man. So I was kind of proud of that moment. But that was a hell of a catch right there, Perez. That one hand grab like that. That was a big momentum shift for this Bears offense. It was like, hey, we could do some damage against these guys. Let's go. And I would just say this. While I'm still saying that the offense was competent, we still got a lot to go. because We still got a lot uh, of room to improve, A-Dub, because we know, man, we watch some of these other football games. You watch the Buffalo Bills and some of these other high-powered offenses. We know there's levels to this shit, right? That's true. But I would say for us, man, hey, we got to crawl around here, man, and, and I'm okay with us crawling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, though, bro, but we're going to start running pretty soon, man. But I do know that you and I both know that Money Moon is not enough in the passing game. We always talk about that. I'm not going to dive too deep into that part of it, but you can really see on this team because I saw with Money Moon, he got that catch for us. That was actually him in the slot. But imagine having some other competent wide receivers with you, man, who can also do some damage in case you put Money Moon anywhere else on the on, on, on the field. So it's like, yeah, we need to have some another guy that really can really help out, man, and hold their own ground. I mean, you, you're not lying about that, A-Dub. And that's why when I heard the Nikhil Harry got activated off of IR, I'm like, hey, maybe help is on the way. Because to right. your point, that wide receiver room, you ain't getting much help outside of Moon. And we talked about that before. But maybe with Nikhil Harry being ejected into this wide receiver room now, maybe you get a weapon out there to help out Justin Fields a little bit because, man, he needs it. Because I'm telling you right now, A-Dub, I feel like Justin Fields is in such a disadvantage between the offensive line and those receivers that they have him throwing the football to. Shit, man. <laughs> Hey, Chris, it would shock me if they have Luke Getty guessing his um, guessing himself like, hey, so I want to throw that play out there or not because the confidence level that you and I talked about, how much confidence do you have in some of these other weapons? And sometimes it can be little to none, you know? And uh, you're giving Justin Fields a chance, but you're like, hey, you're just two guys out there really make some things happen. You need more than that. True, but I'm not going to let Luke Getty off the hook. Luke Getty, you still got to fucking pull the trigger. <laughs> Yeah, pull the trigger now. <laughs> but speaking of Justin, though, what I was really proud of him, though, was that in this game, and I can't wait to watch the film on it, but just re-watching it today, hey, I like the recognition that I saw from him. He was beating the blitzes, he dubbed. He was hanging in there in the pocket, as I mentioned earlier, and guess what? The throws, accurate throws. He was throwing balls on the money, man. You know what I mean? And you can't forget about the threat of his legs, as you mentioned in our preview show. Right when Justin Fields gets outside of that pocket, teams have to account for him, bro, because he will hurt you, bro. It was a play out there, Prez, where he actually ran a touchdown, really. But Smith Marset, you know, legal pushing the back, right? That hurt that play. But Justin Fields was gone, bro. 
I was like, damn, this is the explosiveness that you and I have been talking a lot about anyhow, but just to see it again and then see that play get taken back, I was like, oh, man, this kid got it going on when, he, when he's on the move. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I – I gave the offensive line some kudos for, you know, keeping that pressure out of Justin's face. I would say this, you know, the pass protection, it still has got a bit better. The run game, they got to get better. True. Because, again, while the protection was better, it's still not where it needs to be, A-Dub. I just thought that Justin Fields did a better job of handling the pressure was coming his way. You know what I mean? He did. Yeah. And a lot of times he actually bailed out. You ask me, Luke Getzey, if you want to call it that, Perez. It's like, look, when he did have, when he had the pressure on him, what he did, like you said, he escaped Perez. I mean, you saw him spin out Mental Hunter, got some positive yards out of that. I mean, like this guy, when he started to scramble Perez, he was just really cooking with it. But yeah, man, I, I love the fact that when he does that, it does show a lot of growth that you and I talk about. But man, this guy really did, in a way, made Luke Getzey look solid. True story. Now, Justin Fields is not the only person that I'm going to talk about as far as making improvements. I'm also going to give the head coach a little bit of a talk time here because I think the fact that he is showing more aggressiveness to me is a welcome change because I said in the last episode, Lou Getz, I mean, I, well, definitely Lou Getzi, but I said Matt Eberflus is showing himself to be a super conservative coach. But with this game right here, it seemed like he finally took the training wheels off of the team. He went for that onside kick, which, hey, whatever. <laughs> they they saw that shit coming a mile away, but that just shows you a coach now that's starting to realize, like, hey, I got to start taking some chances here. And I did like the onside kick for us, even though it wasn't successful. It was like the fact that you're right. He was being different. And I'm like, yeah, this is the kind of aggressive you want to see out of you, coach. Hey, then we also got a, what, a field goal block as well. It's like we started to see that, – that's on defense part of it, right? But still, you started to see Luke Getty, you know, starting to get some things going with this defense, I mean, with this offense – Start to see get some things going with special teams. It's like, yeah, you really try to make sure you put your foot in the gas now and try to go for some victories here. So I like playing that, playing tough, being the hunter. Yeah, also they went for it on four from four. So what that shows you is it shows you that he's finally starting to trust his team. You know what I mean? At least knowing what they're capable of in certain uh, – at least he knows – he's starting to understand A-Dub, what they're capable of, what they're capable of in certain situations. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a good thing right there. You're starting to know your team, knowing these guys' strength. You're starting to see a lot more on the field now. So a lot of things that's probably been, they've been working on in practice, press. it's good to see some of that carry over. True story. Now, defensively, now we talked about it earlier. Kendall Vildor, I thought he had his moments in this ball game. Kyler Gordon, I talked about him on our previous episode of saying, hey, this guy right here, we need to keep him in one position because we know he's got talent. He just had a rough start of the season. But I thought of this game yesterday, A-Dub, Kyler Gordon also was another guy. To me, he had his good moments. And I, I know he had some rough moments, but I also <laughs> thought that Kyler Gordon, when we look at this game again on film, we're going to see some things about Kyler Gordon that we're going to be happy with, we're going to be pleased with. Yeah, Chris, I thought he did a good job. I mean, when I saw him messed up against, I believe, Thielen, he didn't let Thielen go off crazy, you know what I'm saying? No. And I'm like, I thought he did a good job of holding his ground on that part. But so I was like, you know what? They just gonna have to just <laughs> go to one target for the most part, which was Jefferson. But that because of Kyler Gordon, his impact on defense wise and coverage. Okay, well, because think about this, right? If we only look at the box score, you, people will laugh at me. They're like, "Prez, why are you giving props to those defensive backs? You should be thrashing them right now." But no, because sometimes you gotta look beyond the numbers, which is what we do on this show, right? Right. Because I would say it was some really good positives that came out of those guys because they made impact plays, right? 
And that's why I want to give them props. Like with Vildor, right? He rebounded. He got after Justin Jefferson. He got tired of getting picked on. He made that break on that pick, eh, Doug? You know what I mean? And that's something you can tell that he Last was... season. I was going to say, last season, Vildor got picked on all year. I picked on his damn show. <laughs> the fact that I'm over here giving Vildor some props, that's how you know that I thought he showed some promise in that game yesterday, man. He did, Press. And what really got me on this part was that he got tired of seeing that out route. And you know what? He yes. broke very well on that out route and said, here's it come again. Kirk Cousins think his ass slick. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get that interception, right? That's just smart. Is that just a guy that's really understanding the game, paying attention to the detail, like Coach Wins was talking about, right? Having that vision, understanding what's going on in the field. And I thought Vildor really showed improvement around that. Well, I think just in general, Vildor's just been better in coverage this year than last year. But sure. I'll also say this. What did I say in the preview pod? I would rather take my chance to wear Kirk Cousins any day of the week because Kirk Cousins will Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just know who he is, right? And so that's my thing. He almost gave that game away. He actually almost, yeah, for sure. And you called it, Perez. You said it, man. When a guy like Kirk Cousins, you know, he started feeling too much pressure, the game gets too tight in the way, Perez. He will do what he always do, choking crunch time. And when he threw the interception, it definitely was something that you can see. And then you also see the defense starting to get a little home on him as well. But yep. that's Kirk Cousins. That's what he does. Anytime that pressure gets to him, man, he's going to make mistakes. And typical him made another one. Yep. And it almost came back to bite him. But going back to what I was saying about Kyler Gordon, though, right? Now, right. trust me, audience. You already know where I'm going with this. This man has been picked on all season. He's a rookie, <laughs> right? Don't come with the territory. He's taking his lumps. You know what I mean? He is. But I would say this, man. I thought in the game yesterday, I thought he had the best game of his young career. And one of the things that I really like about Kyler Gordon is that this kid can fucking tackle. He will come up and hit somebody. He and that block is. field goal that you talked about, that was Kyler Gordon. Yeah, man. That kid, man, <laughs> can really play. But you and I talked about it. That's what we were so happy when they drafted him, Perez, you and I. And uh, he's showing us some of those gifts right now. And you're right. The tackling ability, of course, Perez, he can definitely help stop the run. He can definitely tackle, of course, in the open field as well. But that's what you like about this kid. He don't give up a lot, though. But he's still in training a little bit, still learning and growing. But so far, man, he's showing every game that he's going to add something to the plate. He's getting better and better. And that's what you like to see for him making progress. It's, like you say, it's maybe his best game, man, of the season so far. Yeah, I think so, too. Like I said, man, he's showing better instincts out there making uh, breaks on passes. Like I said, I think that this secondary is improving as a whole, except yeah. for Jalen Jones. I mean, I, I <laughs> don't even get me fucking started on that shit. I, I don't even want to get no headache. I was so pissed off watching that shit again. I was like, good Lord. But anyway, as a whole, though, A-Dub, on a positive note, I like what I saw out of Vildor, and I definitely like what I saw out of Caleb Gordon at times out there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Gordon's been baptized, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can only get up, it can only go up from here, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And he's getting better, man. He's showing some improvement. You're right, he's gonna get beat on some plays, man. That's just the kid still learning the game and trying to figure it out. But at the end of the day, man, the progress is what I care about at this point. He's making progress. Yep. Now, audience, I'm about to come down on some people now. Now it's being nuts. <laughs> because A dub, while we're gonna give a little props to those younger guys, because they're starting to step up and kind of rise to the occasion, if you will. Robert Quinn, where you at, man? You've been a no-show most of the season. Now, we, you ain't showing for training camp. Now you ain't showing up for the goddamn season, bro? 
Now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that this man broke records and shit last year, but that's last year. Fuck last year. Come on, man. They paying you a lot of money, man. We need you out there, 94. Come on. Where you at? at Roquan? Mr. Smith. <laughs> Come on, man. You want an extension that's going to pay you 20 to $22 million a year? I didn't even hear your name called yesterday. And be you definitely talking about Robert Quinn. It's like Quinn, man. Do you really want out, bro? Because we had that whole fiasco with that, bro. We talked about that already on this show. Man, you're playing like you want to be done with this team. So while you're playing, bro, you got to show up, man. If you ain't going to show up, stay your ass in the locker room, man, because we can't have you out there playing this way, man. Show us a little bit of impact. Give us that. At least this team earned that, man. We want to see the vets show up. Lead by example, man. Do that, bro, because I'm quite sure it's brewing up a prayer to put you on that milk card, man. It's coming. If <laughs> you don't show no signs of proof in next game, bro. Uh, it's, de it's definitely damn near getting close. But I will say this, though. I, I don't doubt that the guy wants to be here. I just think the production ain't there. We need to see the production from both of those guys. That's that's really where I'm coming from. Because I'm sorry, but the last couple of weeks, Roquan's disappeared. I saw the same thing out of him in that Giants game. I saw the same thing yesterday. We can't see the same thing from either of these guys on Thursday. The commander's coming in here. With Carson Wentz coming in here, we got to put some pressure on this guy. Roquan, we need you to go back to that sideline to sideline linebacker that struck fear in opposing offenses. We can get back to that, boy. Woo-wee. That will definitely be the game change we're looking for. But we're going to need it anyway, man. It's just that you have your leaders on defense. Your leaders got to stand up, man. They got to show. Of the, hey, you here too? And Justin Jones, I need to see more out of you too. Uh, you get your little sack and then I don't hear your name called for the rest <laughs> of the goddamn game. Hey, yeah. All right, man. I'm getting, I'm getting tired of you veterans. Uh, I got these young guys on this team. They playing hungry. I got my I got my veterans over here. They kind of, you know, they kind of bullshitting. So come on now. I'm watching. I'll be waiting to see what y'all do on Thursday. All right, A-Dub, let's turn the corner here. Let's give out some game balls. Who is getting your game ball on offense? Offense getting my game ball is David Montgomery. David Montgomery get my game ball because Noah Perez, he made his presence felt. So when you get David Montgomery here, he started to show you that, hey, you know what? I am reliable passing game or whatever, you guys need me. And he actually came up and showed and gave Justin Fields another weapon to utilize. Listen, you ain't going to never get uh, any – you ain't never going to get no pushback from me on giving the game ball to Montgomery. I always said A-Dub so many times, heart and soul of his offense, love 32. Hopefully they find a way to bring him back in the fold. Love what he brings. Hey, it's just that intensity. It's unmatched. You know what I mean? I like Khalil Herbert. Don't get me wrong. But, yep. hey, Monty's my guy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And he showed it, man, that, hey, he's still the guy on this team. We can argue, we want to argue, but we saw the production out there in this game. Not so much in the run game, but definitely in the passing attack. Yeah, it's just it's the intangibles. It's just what he brings to the table out there, what he does in blitz pickup. There's just a lot of things that we got to look at, you know what I mean? And it goes far beyond the numbers because you also got to realize that he's only going to be, he's only going to be as effective as the people in front of him that are blocking for him. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts there with that running game, but I think they'll get that shit figured out. But I'm giving my game ball to Justin Fields, man. Yeah. Like I said, man, I think he put together his best game of the season, A-Dub, even though it was a losing effort. But like I said, to me, he looked comfortable out there. He was decisive, especially in that second half. You know what I mean? I love what I saw from Justin. And like you mentioned, that 52-yard rushing touchdown, brother, 
I was out of breath in my fucking living room running in, 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 around the house. And then they caught that thing back. I'm sitting over here like, are you kidding me? I did all this carrying on for no damn reason. <laughs> yes, sir, man. It's coming back. No way. No way. But And, and I hate to be a homer, man, but I kind of thought that penalty was questionable, bro. I thought it was yeah. questionable. I thought so too, Press. I did, man. Like, no, nah, it wasn't enough there to tell me that, hey, that it was illegal pushing it back. I'm like, man, that's not a lot happening right there, man. Come on, y'all giving out some Brady calls again? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Facts there, you know. Facts. Yeah, who's, getting, who's getting your game ball on defense? My game ball on defense, man, it, it got to go to um, Travis Gibson. I'm going to give it to him. Because I, I think in the second half, man, Travis Gibson did show me some stuff, man. He was getting back there prayers. He started applying some pressure out there on Kirk Cousins. He's actually one of the ones who actually making Kirk Cousins struggle a little bit in the second half. So I got to give it to him because he's the one that really, you know, really, to me, really kind of showed up. Yeah, he definitely got some pressure on him, man. He definitely was making his presence felt. I like to see uh, a little bit out of, a little bit of that coming out of Robert Quinn. So, but yeah, I, I like that game ball. I'm giving mine to Kyler Gordon. I, I've, I've definitely gone after the rookie a lot on the show this year, but I thought, hey, the way he played in the second half of that game, that kid deserves the game ball. As I mentioned, man, it's been a rough start for him. He's opposing offense. I mean, brother, they've been going after. They've been going after this man. And shit, we saw it in the first half of this game. I mean, come on, man. He had no <laughs> chance against Justin Jefferson in that first half. You know what I'm saying? Didn't have a chance. But guess what? In the second half, what'd he do? Dusted himself off and made key tackles. That Vikings offense was stalling out there, man. He was playing very stout out there. You know what I'm saying? Shit, you almost had a pick six. Yeah. Absolutely. But that just shows a lot of progress in him, man. He's getting better, Perez. Yeah, and that's exactly my point. He's getting better. That's what you want to see from a rookie. You know what I mean? And in addition to that, bro, what he did on special teams. Like, this is showing you that this kid is contributing in multiple levels for this team. And I know that it was Dominique Robinson that got his hand on it technically, but I give credit to Kyler Gordon on that one because it was his pressure that basically set that whole thing up. So for yeah. me personally, you know, I, I, I just got to call it out that way. So for me, A-Dub, Kyler Gordon, he gets my game ball for his play there in the second half. I really hope that he can now take this performance from the second half and move this forward to the game against the Commanders. You know what I mean? I think he'd be a lot better against the Commanders, Perez. I really can see that coming because it was we seeing he is growing, man. And um, as long as he again show that he can be solid, um, and like you said, don't put too much work on this kid here, man. I think he'll be totally fine. I told you all this that I was going to save some heat for somebody on this episode. <laughs> My underperformer for Week Five is one Sam Mustafer. Now it pains me as a diehard Notre Dame football fan to have to keep flaming a Notre Dame fucking fighting Irish football player, but. Honestly, A-Dub, I'm just sick and tired of it, bro. That bullshit snap thing when Justin's trying to call a goddamn audible and this son of a bitch is snapping the football. And if Justin didn't have enough awareness, we would have fucking had a turnover there. Right. And I know all this. I'm like, it's low-hanging fruit to pick on this guy. I'm not picking on him. I'm just telling you right now that I wish Cody Whitehair was healthy. Because <laughs> if he was healthy, then I would not have to see this guy on the fucking football field right now. I'm sick and tired of it, A-Dub. He's only playing out of necessity. That's true. And I hate that. Yep. And the thing is, you called out in the last episode, man, the preview show, 
<laughs> That's why he's playing for us. But you're right. He is hurting us, man, every game that he's out there. I mean, and listen, this ain't just this season. This goes back to last season. He's been brutal at center, bro. Yeah. And I got all the respect in the world for Olin Cruz. You all know that. I don't know what Olin Cruz sees. But Olin Cruz swears that this guy is a starting center in, in the NFL. I don't see it, Olin. And I love you, bro. And I don't want no smoke. But I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> I promise you I don't want no smoke. <laughs> right. <laughs> With you there, friends. I don't want it either, man. Hey, be careful. Yeah, respectfully, Olin, respectfully. All right. That's much better, man, much better. But I'm just going to say this, man. Sam Mustard has been awful. Run game, awful. Pass protection, just awful, man. So he's my underperformer. That snap really pissed me off, bro. And listen all this. I know I haven't fucking thrown the remote in a while. It was close. That shit pissed me off. I saw him out there screwing up prayers. I said, here we go again. That's what I can say when I yep. see Sam has to make mistakes, man. But the person who I got to also look at as well, Perez, who didn't do us any favors, man, was Dante Pettis. I look at him, man, oh, God. dropping the ball. I'm like, dude, you're just not giving us anything, man. Do you even want to play, bro? Act like you want to be an NFL wide receiver, man. You letting Justin Fields down, bro. So with him dropping a couple passes, you know, some of them at key moments, I'm like, man, look, dude. You're going to be underperforming for real, man, because you ain't giving us nothing. We took you off the, the old punt return because you were screwing that up. And the one thing you're supposed to get paid for is to catch the football. You can't do that either, man. Problematic, bro. You got to get better than this. You got to play better. See, A-Dub, you, I, I love this underperformer you gave because he was on my list as well. But you were a lot nicer to me because I said, get this guy off the fucking team. I'm, I'm, I just don't – why is he on the team? So, right. like you said – he couldn't fucking feel punts. They take him <laughs> off that unit. Now you dropping passes and shit, bro. Outside of that play in week one, what has this guy done? Nothing. Nothing. Dude, our receiving core is awful, bro. I'm talking about, like you said, outside of Money Moon. I mean, you got the one guy fucking fumbling instead of going out of bounds. You got Dante <laughs> Pettis dropping passes. I mean, Equinemius St. Brown, well, he had a couple catches, but it's just like we're not getting enough production there. Right. And you put so much pressure on your quarterback to do a little bit too much at times, right? You already got to the dodge at times when people putting pressure on him. Now you guys can't catch the football or get open. You're asking this quarterback to do too much, man. And I think those guys, as our receivers, got to take this person and say, man, what are we doing to help out our quarterback? If you ain't doing enough out there, you ain't productive out there, go grab some bench. Oh, they need to cut Dante Pettis, bro. I I'm sorry. <laughs> they feature him on offense, and he is not getting the job done. Nope. He's not making the most of his opportunities. Meanwhile, we got young guys on this team that we're saying, like, hey, these young guys got to make the most of their opportunities. And what are they doing? They're making the most of their opportunities. You see improvement. I'm looking yep, at Dante are. Pettis. I'm like, what are you doing? You're getting worse. Man, that dude's living off that one touchdown, man. And that's old news now. Dog, you got to play better than this, man. So, like you say, Perez, B ain't going to get the job done. They don't even have him on the team, man. Let's move on. Let these young guys go ahead and play. Bro, get his ass out of here. His fucking card to Alice Hall shouldn't have. His, his shit should have been like <laughs> Sue Campbell. That shit should have been red. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Listen, when he got to the gate, they like, he like, hey, good morning. They're like, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, look. Do what Ryan Poles did before, man. Give him that phone call when you're on vacation. Hey, man. Hey, we don't need you. <laughs> Man, Dante Pettis has been on vacation since week one. Fuck him. Get him exactly. the fuck off this team. You got to go, man. 
But listen, uh, A-Dub, man, hey, again, we're not at tomorrow victories here, but I think this team is starting to, like, I feel like Matt Eberflus probably has to feel good about the direction of the team and where they're going. Yeah. I feel good about this matchup coming against coming up against the Commanders. I think we're in a good position here to get that victory. We got the preview pod that we're going to have with the audience here. We're going to record that for you guys tomorrow. We'll probably get that out on Wednesday. But listen, man, A-Dub, short week. I don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Johnson. I hope he's able to make it back out there. I'm hoping that by him not playing yesterday – that we can get him back out there against the commanders, bro. Yeah, I know he probably won't look better against Justin Jefferson, so I get that. But, yeah, come back, man. Against commanders, you're in a better shape, man. You're able to perform and show what you what you are health-wise, man. That should be a good game for you to come back and play in. Listen, man, Jalen Johnson ain't ducking no smoke, man. That man was in. He shut Justin Jefferson down before just like all these other receivers. These quarterbacks are scared to throw on Jalen. Jay. Jalen ain't ducking no smoke. He ain't <laughs> me because I'm ducking smoke when I see only recruits. I mean that shit sincerely. I don't know, no problem. <laughs> Not at all, man. Bro, he, listen, all, all, all of them, uh, allegedly, you know, I gotta say allegedly, all of them crack people out here in these streets. And, uh, <laughs> new sir. Mm-mm. No, no, no. See, see, prayers, man. See, I like situations where I know I got the upper hand on somebody. I know when I walk in their room, I'm gonna be yes, sir, and no, sir, and his ass to death. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't want the problems, bro. Not at all. But when I walk out of the room, I'm like, yo, fuck Sam Mustafer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> audience, listen. Week six matchup against the Washington Commanders. Me and A-Double will have you guys all squared away for that matchup here on Wednesday. Until then, we're the Barrett Essentials. We appreciate your continued support. And we are out. <laughs>